I hope you're in Genesis chapter 3. If you're not, I hope it doesn't take you a long time to get there. Genesis is at the beginning of our Bible, where, of course, the Bible starts, but not where God starts, because God always has been and always will be. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof, and did eat, gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. And the eyes of them were open, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. Father, add blessing to the reading of the word of God. I pray that you'll take me as your vessel, cleanse me of sin, empty me of self, fill me with your spirit. Thank you for what we've already heard to prepare our hearts for the preach word. Bind the forces of Satan. And I pray, God, that you might not allow him to hinder what takes place. God, help me, Lord, to be filled with you and that you'll speak through me. For that soul that's near as hell, might that one get saved today? Anyone that knows not Christ. And then for all of us that are saved, change us now. That will never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Thank you for standing. Our Bible begins by saying, in the beginning, God. Could I just pause there? In the beginning, God. Listen, do you notice that the Bible does not start by trying to prove the, exist the existence of God? It rather assumes that we already know that God exists. Amen. So we, we'll not spend much time today debating or arguing or trying to convince people that God exists for the invisible things of God are clearly seen. You can look out at creation. You can see the plants and the trees and the, and the birds and the fish. And my friend, you don't have to just look at creation. You can take even your own conscience. And God has imprinted on all of us a knowledge of his existence. And that doesn't help you. If not the creation, if not the conscience, then you've got this wonderful canon of scripture that thoroughly declares to us that God is. And the greatest manifestation of God is in Christ. His lovely son. Aren't you glad that we don't serve a God that is man-made, that is man-created, that is man-invented, or that is man himself? Aren't you glad that the God that we serve was in the beginning? Amen. We thank the Lord for it. 
He got all this thing started. When there was nothing, there was God. You hear me? When there was nothing, there was God. And because there was God, God took something and made it out of nothing. And God was the one that took the sun and the moon and put them up in the sky with no strings attached and yet they never fall down. God is the one that took him and divided the day from the night. And God is the one that, that put those mountains there and, and painted the, the world with daffodils. And God is the one that created the birds in the sky and, and the fish in the sea. Listen to me. It was not a tadpole that climbed out the water and, and then turned into some monkey. I don't care what that science teacher tells you with the glasses on the bottom of his nose and dandruff on his jacket. You're no kin to a monkey. And a monkey's no kin to you. It was God that then took from the dust of the ground and formed man and breathed into man's nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul. Have you ever pondered the complexity of the human anatomy? Ain't no way this thing just kind of ended up like this. This body and all of its intricacies and its complexity and its body and all of its differences and diversity. This body is amazing because it was made by an amazing creator. Here's man on earth. God's highest creation. Had the privilege of enjoying God in the Garden of Eden. What a joy it must have been to walk in the garden and talk to God every day. Just a fellowship with him. God said it's not good that man should be alone. I'll make it help me for him. And of course, out of Adam, God made Eve, the woman. Somebody said, how did they come up with the, man, the name woman? Well, God made Eve and she was so beautiful. Adam said, whoa, man. And they came up with woman. Amen. <sighs> and so you got Adam and Eve. By the way, not Adam and Steve, Adam and Eve. Can I get an Amen. Praise God. You know what I'm saying. Not even Yvette, Adam and Eve. And established a family. Thank God, her brother Sommerdorf, just elaborate on God's establishing of the home yesterday. Thank God for the family. Amen. Amen. Husband, you all love your wife. Wife, you all love your husband in spite of them. Amen. And here he places them in the garden. They're made in the image of God, created in total innocence. They're, they're naked and they're, they're unashamed because God has established and sanctioned this union. And, and there is nothing vile about Adam and Eve because God has brought them together and instituted marriage. And they're not engaged in any gross or immoral sin. God has put that man with that woman, that's his wife. And they're meant to be for a lifetime. They're enjoying the, the joy of the garden. And all the blessings of all the trees in the garden at their disposal. Eat off of every tree. They're all yours. Countless they must have been with, with the best fruit and, and the, the greatest beauty and, and the most illustrious array of God's creation. I can't imagine how beautiful that garden was. Every tree. But the one in the middle. Don't touch it. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For if you eat of that 
tree, ye shall surely die. No ambiguity in God's words. Very clear. You eat, you die. So don't eat. You know, deductive reasoning. And yet, in Genesis chapter 3, Despite the fact that God made creation, animals, and, and, and the trees, and, and the sun, and the moon, and he says it was good. But then in chapter 1, 27, he created man in his own image, male and female, and he went after creation of everything. It was good, but after creation of man, in verse 27, and, and, and woman, he went from good to very good, verse 31. It was good to have some things, but when he created male and female, God said it's very good. His own image. But then in chapter 3, the Bible tells us about the serpent. As sly and slick as any animal that God created. And by the way, clever. And you take an already clever and already sly animal and then embody him with the devil. You got a mess. And they had a mess. So here comes the serpent embodied by the devil. And he comes to Eve with a proposition. Now mind you, Eve has it made in the shade, drinking what? Pink lemonade. <laughs> she got it going on. What more can you ask for? You got every tree in the garden. You got fellowship with God. You got the image of God in which you created. You've got total innocence. Hey, can life be any better? Here comes the devil. Here comes the devil. And he takes her through this process and convinces her to take what is the best she could possibly have and mess it up. Did you hear that? Now, I, I was thinking here, uh, here the last couple of days, the devil is something else. Come on, that's amen. The devil is something else. I, I mean, ain't nobody like the devil. He he just sickening and cunning and subtle and sly. You understand what I'm saying? He's a loser. Uh, he was created as a God's choice angel, but wanted more than what he should have had. And he tried to mess with God's stuff, and he got kicked out. So he's always wanted some company. Somebody else to dwell with him in loserhood. <clears throat> and here he comes, taking God's choices creation and, and trying to, to get her to, to buy into his pressure and to buy into his scheme and to settle for her proposition. And by the way, he paints this glorious array and he paints it looking so good, looking so grand, looking so great and looking so glossy. And then, when she listens to him, she discovers 
it ain't the way he painted it. But by then, it's too late. I was thinking, you know, how best to really put what I want to say today. And I'm going to borrow a little bit of slang. I feel like I'm in a crowd that will understand. Uh, in the world, and I'm not, I'm not talking about in the, in the moral sense or immoral. I'm just talking about in general. One of the worst things in the world and probably in street talk to happen to you is what they call to get played. Yeah. <clears throat> now I'm going to try to define it for those of you who are not fluent in such <clears throat> ling linguistic dialect. Uh, to get played is to get fooled, to get tricked. To get used, to, 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 to get strung along only to find out it ain't what it looked like. Uh, uh, to get played is to jump into a proposition that promises a great product but only ends up in tragedy and catastrophe. Uh, uh, to get played is to, to get yourself set up uh, like you are really walking into a good deal only to find out it was nothing more than a scam. You see, uh, it, it makes it seem like the grass is greener on the other side but the truth of the matter is, hey, no grass over there at all. Uh, uh, to get played is, is, is perhaps to walk into a situation where it looks like where you are, you're losing out, but where they're trying to bring you, you're going to gain all the stuff you've always longed for and step out of that life of degradation and boredom. And you, you don't have to miss out like you've always, to get played is to step into something and only to find out it wasn't what you thought it was. Eve got played by the devil. And what concerns me is he hadn't changed. Let me say that again. He hadn't changed. Now, today, we're not in the Garden of Eden. But today, if we're saved, we got it even better than they did. Why? Because we've been blood washed. Amen. We've been redeemed by the blood of the lamb. We've been snatched out of the destiny of the pit of hell. We've been adopted. We've been sanctified, justified, hope to be glorified one day. We've been bought back. We've been brought back. Amen. We've been introduced to the greatest individual in the world. And that is the Lord Jesus Christ. God is our father. Jesus is our savior. Holy Ghost comfort. For the word of God died and heaven is our home. The devil knows that. And here he comes when we got it better than anybody could want to have it with a proposition. Amen. You know what breaks my heart? People buying into it. I said people buying into it. Every single day, folks that got it made with Christ. Want to listen to the devil. Folks, he got it good in Christ. 
want to buy into Satan. Folks that have been blessed by God want the devil's little toys. Folks that are being protected by Jehovah want some mess from Lucifer. And I'm here to tell you today, no matter how good he makes it look, no matter how fancy he makes it seem, no matter how yummy he may say it tastes, he's a liar, he's a murderer, he's a dragon, he's two-faced, he's a backstabber. He'll never tell you the truth. And the message today is, don't get played by the devil. Now look, quickly, relatively speaking, at this process. Number one, I want you to notice the leading to doubt. The leading to doubt. You see verse 1, and he said unto the woman, Yea, have God said, ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. Uh, 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 do you hear that? Yea, have God said, yea, have God said, uh, listen, he's, he's leading her to doubt. Do you understand? Uh, he's leading her to be confused about the absolute obvious. Do you understand? When the devil starts coming up talking to you and asking you questions about stuff you already know, he wants to confuse you about the obvious. Listen to me. Eve had no question in her mind whether or not she was supposed to mess with that tree, and yet the devils got her Repeating to him what she already know. Be careful when the devil comes up asking you questions you already know the answer to. I mean, do you do you really have to read your Bible? I'm, I, I, I mean, do you really have to get married as a pure young person? Do you really have to pray? Do, do you really have to go to church that much? Watch this, watch this. Do you really have to tithe? What's one week? Huh? Y'all know I'm preaching. Say me. Now, do, 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 do you really have to tell the truth all the time? Do, 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 do you really not only not have to touch someone that's not your spouse, but you're not supposed to look in lust either? Do you really have to monitor what you look at on the internet? Do, do, do you really have to be a soul winner? Do you, do you really have to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden, he gets you to be confused about the absolute obvious. And then after you're confused about the absolute obvious, you begin to contemplate an alternative option. Listen to me. You don't ever have to think about what you can do in addition to what God said if you never question what he said in the first place and by getting you confused about an absolute obvious and contemplating alternative option then you begin to conversate huh with your actual opponent you know what the problem with a lot of Christians they spend too much time talking to the devil. As if we're cool with him. Well, you know, I'm not going to do anything. We're just chatting. Come on. We're just discussing some things. He asked me a question and I answered it. 
I, I wonder if Eve had ever sinned if the, the moment the, the devil started asking her something dumb, she walked away. See, see, some folks don't see sin in the immediate situation. All they see is an innocent conversation. Amen. Amen. Every once in a while, somebody talk nonsense to you, uh, you all let them know I've got to go now. Amen. Every, every once in a while, somebody start. You, you got to be careful, young people, uh, young ladies, when, when a boy start talking to you in a way that's inappropriate. Uh, uh, be careful, single young ladies, when a young man starts talking to you. And by the way, single young men, when a young lady, because we've got so many ladies that got bold too. See, see, when you engage in a conversation with the devil, next thing you know, you'll start believing the devil. You're getting played. The leading to doubt, secondly, if you would, the lies of deception. Well, we may eat of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden. God hath said, ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. Watch verse 4. And the serpent said unto the woman, ye shall not surely die. Now watch this now. Here she go talking to him. Shouldn't even talking to him. Some folk it ain't good to be seen talking to. Amen. Amen. Sometime when it's over, you need to go home. Amen. Well, I, I, I got on the internet the other day and everybody was having a conversation on Facebook about this and I, I just thought I'd chime in. Amen. Some folk you never even talked to before, but by watching how they talk to others, they need to be deleted from your friends list. Amen. You hear me say all the time, too many on Facebook and not enough with their face in the book. Ye shall not. When he contradicts what God said, then he creates his own story. For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, your eyes shall be open. Watch this. God didn't tell you everything. He left some details out because by telling you the whole thing, you would then be able to do some things that only he can do. So, what, what, so here, here's the picture. He's not really for you. Because if he were for you, he wouldn't keep good things from you. Come on. There are some of you that are headed in a direction right now because you have bought into the fact that the devil told you he knows the real deal that God 
shielded from you. You, 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 you can't be so narrow-minded and you can't be so Bible-believing and you can't be so absolute about I won't go here and I won't listen to this and I won't wear that and I won't say that. A little bit of little drinking at once why ain't so bad. As long as you ain't too, as long as you're not drunk. Huh? God, Bible said, wine is a mocker and strong drink is raging and whosoever is deceived thereby is not wise. Proverbs said, look not upon the wine when it turneth itself. Don't even look upon it. Habakkuk said, woe to his neighbor to give it to, woe to him to give it to his neighbor a strong drink. In case you're wondering, God never just said that drunkenness was wrong. God said, leave it alone altogether. Well, well, I mean, well, I mean, you don't have, I mean, everybody drink a little bit. I mean, it's a wedding. It's a wedding. You, 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 you toast to champagne at a wedding. That's what we do. But we forget that when we got saved, we weren't the same we no more. <clears throat> we got a new coach. And when you get a new coach, you get a new playbook. And when you get a new playbook, sometimes you get a new position and you get a new quarterback and you get a new practice schedule and you get a new list of standards. And by the way, out of all the rules and the regulations that God gave me when he saved me, it's nothing to be compared to the peace and the joy and the satisfaction. I'll take all the rules because they're nothing compared to all the blessings. We've got Christians get up every day complain about all they can't do. Won't you hush and thank God for all you can do? Amen. You can sleep at night, wake up the next day. You got a roof over your head. You got a salvation that never goes away even though you keep messing up. You got a Bible that's preserved and will last forever. You got a Holy Ghost that'll never leave you or forsake you. You got a mansion just over the hillside. Bless God, you got a God that loves you all the time. You've got goodness and mercy that'll follow you all the days of your life. Dressing modestly, coming to church three times, tithing 10% ain't that bad. Hush all that complaining. God's too good to us. Another offering. How much he give to you? You, you? you conversating with the devil. Well, do I really have to? Maybe God really did leave it out. Maybe this premarital sex is good. Maybe just a little bit, a little puff, a little, little party, just club every once in a while. Huh? Look, look, it look it, I, I have to click on it and watch it to keep me from actually doing it. Well, who are you lying to? Can I, can, I, can I tell you a rule to go by? God meant what he said. God, God, God never went, oops, oops, my bad, that text was meant for somebody else. God, God, I was tired. I, I didn't know what I said. God never came back and said, my bad. God has never said, oops. And when he said, don't eat it and don't touch it, hear me now. God meant what he said. 
lies of deception. Thirdly, the lure of desirability. Hmm. Look at this here tree. <laughs> could, you under, could you please take a moment at the face value, evaluate the senseless logic of Satan? That's not a point, just an just a intelligent-sounding statement. Uh, <clears throat> he gives you a perverted appetite. Uh, are you looking? It's all in the Bible, lest you think I beguile you. Listen, verse 6, and when the woman saw the tree was good for food. You know how your Christians say all the time in so many words, I got to eat. So that's supposed to be justification for working on God's time. I got to eat. I, I, I got to eat. Now, isn't it amazing? I know you got to eat, but you don't got to eat from that tree. Somebody help me preach. All these trees in here, and you got to have this one. See what the devil does? The devil uh, 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 decreases the blessings of God down to zero and increases the one thing God said doesn't touch. Watch me now. He magnifies what's off limits and de-emphasizes what's all right. I got 66 books in a love letter written from God to me that I got to read. What in the world? I need some wicked magazine for Six, six, 66 books. I never met a man mastered all 66 six, six of them. Never met one. I met some trying though. I'm one of them. I'm trying to learn everything I can out that book. Amen. It's okay to put Vogue down and, 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 and uh, 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 all this other GQs and Sports Illustrated. Amen. Amen. How many know God will take a sports magazine and, and put a half-naked woman in them? It's good for food. So, so you know what it makes me do? It makes me quiet God and question God. Here's, here's, here's where it leads me. Dissatisfied with God's provision and discontent with God's presence as if to say, I'm not getting everything I need from God, so I must go elsewhere to be satisfied. And if you're looking for something else, you're not hanging out with God. Because David said, I've been young and now I'm old, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor seed begging bread. I tell people all the time, oh, you poor wretched soul. You grew up in one of them narrow-minded homes. I'm glad today that I had a mama and daddy that didn't put a television in my room and didn't let me get a cell phone at 10 years old and didn't let me stay over everybody's house and do everything and we couldn't watch the television. I'm glad. It's okay. Think I'm crazy. I've never been to a movie theater. Oh, you poor wretched soul. Don't, don't, don't be feeling sorry for me. I'm doing just fine. I want you to understand something. Listen to me. I'm glad I can go to bed at night and not toss and turn with all those wicked thoughts that I've been scarred with. I'm glad to be today having never tasted alcohol, never smoked a cigarette. I'm glad to have met my wife as a virgin at the altar. Oh, you poor wretched soul. No, I feel like getting some pom-poms and doing a flip if I could right now. I'm enjoying the Lord. 
Because I got a whole bunch of friends that got played and came back and told me it, it wasn't it, it, it wasn't good like it looked on the menu. <laughs> Don't confuse advertisement with actuality. I done tasted a whole lot of sandwiches that didn't taste like they looked on the menu. Juicy burger. Ain't no juicy burger. That's a piece of horse. Melt in your mouth. How about break your tooth? To die for. No, it'll kill you. You keep going off commercials. The devil makes money off of advertisement. Amen. The devil makes his move off of advertisement. Hey, God doesn't win off of advertisement. He wins off of actual performance. He's never proposed something that wasn't real. And I want you to know, not only was salvation everything God said it was, it was all that and a bag of chips. Amen. Supersize. Extra large bag. All you can eat. Here. What's wrong? What's wrong, uh, Eve? God don't feed you? What, God, God starving you? Watch, watch it, watch it, watch it when lost people start telling Now, you poor thing. You better be careful about going to all that church. Reading all that Bible. You, you go home and tell some of your friends, I done got in the church. Watch it, they'll be, they'll be, they'll be done got you. <laughs> Next thing you know, you'll be in Sunday school. And in Sunday school, they, they call you out in the middle and ask you to read out loud. <laughs> they, did they give you envelopes for tithing? Listen to me, they come out the water. When they hit that hallway back, they would give them envelopes. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not dry yet. That's all right. It's the inner box. Take your envelope. Tithing, listen, the best, the, the biggest beneficiary from tithing is you, not us. We're trying to, t- God doesn't need your money. He owns a cattle of a thousand hills. Do you really think your 10% pushes him over the top and he's thereby able to finance his operation? We're not getting you to tithe for you, for, for, for us or for God. You're tithing for yourself that you can prove God now therewith that he might not open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there may not even be room enough to receive it. The biggest winner in tithing is you, the biggest loser in tithing when you don't you. So, you shall not die. You, you, you got a perverted appetite. And now you got a pleasant appeal. The tree was to be desired. Pleasant to the eyes. Don't judge every book by the cover. And not everything that glitters is gold. It may be gold today. And silver tomorrow morning. I wish, I wish you'd understand the legitimacy of what I'm saying. There are people in here today, you young people, there are adults in here today that would stand up and beg you not to get played like they did. 
what, what a glorious, what a glorious sight it was to be at that wedding yesterday. And watch, Pierre will be 33 this year. We went K4, what, what school? He waited on the Lord. And God didn't give him scraps. He gave him the best. He looks better standing beside her. I didn't think I could ever be able to say that. Yesterday during the reception, they were playing a CD. He's playing the, the violin. She's playing the, the piano. They're making instrumental music, honoring the Lord together. See, see, God know how to do it right. You go running after the relationship you want to. One preacher said, I'd rather go through life wanting something I never had than having something I never wanted. <laughs> folks trying to just make it happen. You're going to plan your life out. I'm going to find, I'm, I'm getting me some marriage. <laughs> by, by this time this year, so help me God, I'm going to be down that aisle if I got to buy me a husband. He may not have no job, no car, no teeth, but he's going to marry me. Why? Because I told myself I wouldn't be single at this age. You don't have a right to tell yourself nothing. What? No, you're not your body. It's the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God, and you're not your own. Your job ain't to tell yourself. Your job is to listen to what he tells you. Amen. I know it's not, I know it's, I know that I shouldn't be doing this, but I, I have no choice. That's what Christians say. I, I got to eat. Uh, <laughs> the perverted appetite, a pleasant appeal, watch it now. Personal aspiration. And the tree to be desired to make one wise. Now Eve, not, no, 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 Eve tell the truth, sister. You didn't just eat it because you were hungry. You ate it for what you could get out of it. <clears throat> because the devil lied to you and told you if you do it, you're going to be smart like God. Amen. And instead of being smart enough to know you're not meant to be smart like God, you got outsmarted and ended up dumb anyway. <clears throat> and a lot of Christians get played by the devil because they want more. I can't wait till I get that car. As soon as you get it, you're playing on the next one. I can't wait till I get that. As soon as you get raised, I'm playing on the next one. I can't wait till I buy that out. As soon as you get it, you're ready for the next one. Why? Because you're never satisfied. You never said nobody's satisfied like Jesus does. Amen. I said nobody's satisfied like Jesus. He made you with the void so he could be the only one to fill it. Come on now. Amen. And now all of a sudden, she's got personal aspiration. Hey, this wise like God thing sounds good. Watch it when your pride and your personal aspiration become the locomotive for your wrong decisions. Let me try to bring this thing all around. Number four, the lunge into disobedience. She took, ate, gave the husband, and he ate. Number one, silly choice. What makes it silly? Anything contrary to what God says is silly. 
I don't care how many people are doing it or wearing it or going there. I don't care how normal it's become to society. If God ever said don't, it's still don't. Come on. Silly choice. She eats. She's so pretty, he eats. Adam. I brought you some fruit. Don't you love me, honey? Cook your favorite meal. I'm, I'm embellishing a little bit. Because she got deceived. He just plain dumb. He wasn't even he didn't even see the commercial. And still bought it. Huh? And then sometimes we just dumb. We just we just buy stuff doesn't make sense. Spend stuff we don't have. Go places we know is crazy. Uh-huh. Don't sometimes you need to tell the truth and say, oh Lord, I didn't know what happened. I just didn't know you planned it for weeks. You bought a ticket. You know it was wickedness there. And you know a bunch of sinful folk gonna be there. You not only went, you went there, they told you it was a wait. You took a pager and sat there till it buzzed. Come on, that's, that's our number. They got a table for us down there in, in Foolishville. Mm-hmm. See why you should have never talked to him in the first place? Silly, a, a, a silly choice. Then it's immediately com- accompanied by sure conviction. And the eyes of them both were opened. Listen to me. You can do your best at trying to tune God out when you're about ready to sin. But the moment you do, God comes blasting back in. Remember what I told you? Remember I told you not to go? Huh? Isn't it amazing that God didn't have to show up right then and say, you're naked. They instinctively knew. And they didn't have anything different on than they did before they ate the fruit. But they had stepped outside the umbrella of God's protection because they had disobeyed his command. And that's why Engaging in any activity outside the confines of God's authority always is accompanied by guilt. You can take something between two unmarried people and it's vile and sneaky and put it between two married people and it's sanctioned and sanctified. What's the difference? The word of God. Evil concupiscence. It means to take something that was intended to be good and make it bad. Sure conviction. Serious consequences. I'll hasten. I don't have time to elaborate. Consequences of death, desolation, devastation, distress, departure. They died spiritually. They began their death physically. 
desolation, ground going to be messed up, distress, you're going to have pain at childbirth, devastation. You've got to deal with the fact that you've lost it for mankind and departure. Out the garden you go. And as fun as your sin is, it will take you further than you want to go. It will keep you longer than you want to stay. It will cost you more than you want to pay. And I hate to tell you this. I don't care how much of a financial guru you think you are. Sin is always out your budget. I checked my account. It said I had enough in there. Bounce, bounce. And after you go your way, what you lose is so much more than what you gained. Bye-bye. Out of the garden. And how many of you know that even though you've asked for forgiveness for silly choices, you still pay the consequences. And some are still paying it today. Now let me close with this. The Lord of deliverance. Thank God for his compassion. He came calling. Adam, Adam, where art thou? You can't fix your nakedness. So I'm coming to find you. The call of God. You messed up. It wasn't my fault. It was her fault. It wasn't my fault. It was his fault. No, it's your fault. And sin is always your fault. But God said, I'm going to kill a beast and shed some blood. He made them coats of skin. Coats of skin, thereby to be divided for God and for them. The coat, the beast was sacrificed as an offering to God and the bloodshed was used as a payment for their sin and the skin from the beast was used to clothe them. And aren't you glad that all the times in life that you've sinned and fallen into nakedness that there is a God and when the devil has played you worse than you thought you could be there's a God bigger and greater and stronger and more awesome than the devil and when the devil talked you into being naked God know how to put some clothes on you. And he made provision. Whereby. Sinful man. Could have his sins atoned. Here we are. Thousands of years later. Some six to ten thousand years later. Same devil running the same game and getting the same results. But Pastor, I I didn't mean to do it. The devil made me do it. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. He can't make you do anything when you got God in you. Genesis 3.15, you'll bruise his heel, he'll bruise your head. I talked about that last week. I'll not go back, but God promised a conquest. He says, Satan, you talked them into doing something and played them real good. But when I get to Calvary, I'm going to bust your head. 
And thank God he did, stripping Satan of all power when it comes to his children. But thanks be to God, which gives us the victory through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know, your labor's not in vain in the Lord. And God said it gets rough, and it gets tough, and you get weary, and it gets hard. But you just walk in the victory of the Lord Jesus Christ. And when you get to heaven... It'll be worth it all. By the way, it's worth it all now. Hey, we got to leave here today and go into a wicked world where Corinthians says, the God, lowercase g, of this world, referring to the devil, has blinded the minds. Some of you in here today are not saved. You're not sure if you died today that you'd go to heaven. You know why you're lost? You're lost because Eve got played and Adam bought into it. And because of that, every man that woman, boy, girl that's ever been born was born in sin. We are all born dying, separated from God. You can't save yourself and you weren't born saved. Well, there's a God who came calling for you. And he has said your name. Come unto me, all ye that are heavy laden and I'll give. Whosoever will, let him call. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Put your name in the whosoever. It applies. Jesus Christ laid on the altar whereby to shed his blood for you. And if you'll confess your sins, Christ will take the blood of Christ as a payment for your sin. And will take Christ's righteousness and clothe you in it. And this, the nakedness of sin will be covered by the righteousness of Christ. I urge you today, don't get played by the devil. Our Father, I thank you.